Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If we go to page 11 in the presentation, you'll see that... <laughs> you'll see we're on target to meet our quarterly... <laughs> <clears throat> Some things never change, like nobody can resist <laughs> popping plastic bubbles and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. As I was saying, we're on target to meet. Excuse me, um, Miss Miss Hansen. Sorry, almost done. <laughs> 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I am here for episode 38 with the one, the only, Shira Weiss. She is here and she's got the scoop. Yes. There's a lot going on right now. There is a lot going on right now. So let's just jump into it. So there's a lot of craze going on with the country, people talking about sexual assault, a lot of people coming forward with their own stories that they'd never shared before. And this really, I think, is mirroring also what's happening on Bravo and especially on Southern Charm. Now, Shira, you have been looking into the allegations against Thomas Ravenel for a really long time. Can you give us some background on how it all started yeah. and kind of what where things stand now? So it's a bit crazy. I mean, a long time, uh, I guess like several months ago um, when this all started, the first person to sound the alarm was this woman named Ashley Perkins. She said her mother had been um, assaulted by Thomas Ravenel. She told the story about how her mother had met him on a, you know, through a Tinder date and the two went out and at some point in the evening, things got very uncomfortable and he... Um, kind of forced himself on her. And she told her account of things. You know, this this woman, Ashley Perkins, told her mother's story. Her mother had signed an NDA, so her mother herself couldn't speak out. But Ashley was saying at the time, I didn't sign an NDA, so I'm going to tell you about this. And at that time, and I spoke to her, her goal was, she said that she was sickened seeing the, the promos for Southern Charm. And she didn't want money. She didn't want anything else except to get Thomas off the show. Because the, the idea that he had been rewarded with a show, you know, after, um, that, you know, with continuing to be on a show after what happened to her mother was making her sick. So she was the first person to come out with, with, with these types of allegations. Um, and there had been, you know, there had been rumors percolating around South Carolina and other places about Thomas for years. There was a hairdresser who had an incident with him, um, years before. Um, but Ashley Perkins was the first one to really get the ball rolling on this whole thing. And then she inspired 
Dawn, who was Ravenel's former nanny. To oh, yeah, the nanny. So, mm-hmm. She was in the show. Yeah, she had been on the show, um, and we know she left, but we didn't know the circumstances surrounding her departure from being their nanny. Turns out she had her own ex- negative experience, and she had um, done a nice severance package and agreed not to discuss the whole situation. Um, however, she came forward, she was inspired by Ashley Perkins, and she said, you know what, I'm tired of being quiet about this, I'm going to tell my story. So it was Ashley Perkins, then Nanny Dawn. And then after Nanny Dawn came forward, um, that's when the investigation, you know, we heard Bravo announced there's going to be an investigation, Haymaker, the production company, announced that there's an investigation, and then we heard that, you know, that the Charleston police was launching their own investigation because Dawn brought um, Dawn brought her account of events to the police department, and she filed an actual you know police report. Um, so the police were were looking into things. You know, we viewers and fans at home were wondering what was going on because it seems to drag out for so long. Yeah, well, these things take a long time. It seems like yeah, yeah, and and for so long we were saying you know uh, like I doubt anything's going to happen, and then finally Thomas was arrested. And the reason why he was arrested was because um, the police had looked into. Um, and I spoke with both Perkins and Nanny Dawn. The police had looked into Nanny Dawn's, you know, account of events, and they had un- they had unbricked her cell phone and found some messages that uh, you know could attest to to what she said what happened. So there were some incriminating texts on there, um, you know, like Thomas saying, you know, begging her not to say anything, things like that. What about images? Do you think she took any yeah, photos? Yeah, I think on that phone she had images of her injuries from that night. Um, I don't know exactly what was on that phone, but it was enough for them to make an arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she did have some images. I know she did have some images of her injuries that she, you know, she recorded back then. In either case, he was arrested, and now in the strangest term, turn of events, okay, so he was arrested, and he was, um, he really held him for, I think, like, I don't know. A couple hours. Yeah, I'm not sure how long he was he was arrested for, um, but he got out on some sort of, you know, bond. He's not in prison now, but in a weird turn of events, Ashley Perkins came out on Spoken to Dawn, and she came out right after the arrest. She said, you know, she had spoken to Dawn m- months ago. And she didn't believe that Dawn's story was consistent, and she thought Dawn was Dawn was lying. And people are like, "Wait a minute, you were on the same side as her. You both had an issue with Thomas. Like, why are you, you know?" And she said, Ashley Perkins said that she let police know, and she let Thomas's lawyers know that she didn't think Dawn's story was checking out. Um, so, but everyone's like, "Wait a minute, you know something happened to Dawn." And something happened to your mother. Why would you contact your speech? Why would you contact the person you're accusing's lawyer to say this person's story is not consistent? Like it makes no sense. Right. I've spoken with other people about this, and they just think you know Ashley Perkins may have wanted attention, and maybe she was all about attention to begin with. Um, but it's just it's very strange that she's now coming out, especially since, since police made an arrest. You know, they looked into Dawn's accusations. And on the basis of Dawn's cell phone, they made that arrest. So, like, why would the first... Which is really hard to do. I mean, if you look at the statistics for sexual assault, so few women come forward, and the ones that do, there are so few arrests. And then from that, so few charges, and from that, almost no people face criminal right. penalty. So why would the first... 
accuser lash out at the second accuser when they're both they both were on the same side i mean months ago they talked about they they talked on the phone and they texted and they agreed that they both you know wanted to see some justice um and so now for her to come out and say you know back then i didn't think her account was consistent it's just it's very strange like very odd and to do it on social media is so weird i mean if for some reason she feels the need to go to the police she can go to the police i think it's super weird to go to thomas ravenel and his attorneys and even weirder to go on social media yeah that's that's the part that's the strangest i mean i even said to her i I wrote her i wrote her you know a tweet i said and we had some back and forth on Twitter. But I said to her, I, I interviewed you many months ago. And if you had any doubts with Dawn's story, it makes sense to go to the police and say, look, you know, this is my story. But hers just wasn't checking out. Uh, you know, I trust you'll do your job. But to then go to Thomas's lawyer and then to go out on, to make this social media blitz. I mean, she just tweeted about it, Facebooked about it. You know, she was all over the place saying that she didn't believe the accuser the one who was responsible for Thomas's arrest. So it makes no sense to me. Oh, my god! That was a big mess, yeah. What a mess. And Dawn is very hurt. I've spoken to Dawn, actually. I said, you know, I'm really... Yeah, I was going to ask. What's her reaction? um, Erin Martin, who has has a podcast called Pink Shade, um, she's actually pretty close with Dawn, and they speak regularly. And she told me Dawn was devastated. I had interviewed Dawn really briefly um, months ago. So I called her, and um, she said, like, she was so hurt and so surprised because Ashley hadn't voiced anything to her prior to that. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's coming out and saying, I don't believe her account. I mean, she's like, I thought we were on the same side. I thought we were both committed to, like, this guy shouldn't get away scot-free with what he did to me and to your mother. Um, So it's just, she's so hurt by it. Oh, that's really, really sad to hear. Have you, do you know anything about Catherine's reaction to any of this? Or is she yeah, just so keeping mom? Um... Well, here, here's what I know. So here's what you're not going to see in the news. I do know that Catherine is very close to Dawn. They remained very close. Dawn loves the kids. I mean, she was, she was a nanny for several years. She has her own family now. And I don't know if she got married, like, after working for them. But I, I, I know that, like, she's, her priority now is, like, on her own family. But she stayed in t- you know, from that, her nannying days, um, she stayed very close with Catherine. She loves those kids, really cares about the kids. And Catherine has stood by her silently. Um, she's not going to come out and say it because right now it's in the best interest for her children to stay mom. Yeah. For I mean, her children, yes. For her, for her mm-hmm. ongoing custody issues. You know, Catherine is still sadly at Thomas, and ironically, still at Thomas Ravenel's mercy because she was, uh, you know, she had had some of her, of her own drug issues and she was being tested and, you know, he he was the one that would demand when she was tested. So she still has, she's still kind of afraid of him. I mean, she has to be because he's sort of in control of her custody. Um, so it's, and it's, it's unfair mm-hmm. and it makes no sense. Um, but she's taken the high road publicly and said, you know, the most important thing are my kids right now. But she has also silently stood by Dawn. They're close. They, you know, still have, I think, openly, like, texted, I mean, uh, tweeted at one another. Um, So, you know, I know that she stands by Dawn, but she's not getting into it. You know, she's not going to get into it publicly. It would just be interesting if she was interviewed by the police about this. Even if she was not a witness, she could probably attest to the character of both people. I'm sure she has been. I mean, I'm sure they did a thorough investigation. 
Um, but publicly, she is, you know, she, she's committed to this co-parenting thing. She's really been, she's really taken the high road because it really wouldn't do her any favors to say, I think my former, uh, you know, boyfriend is a rapist. Like, she's not going to come out and, you know, but I think she knows that, I really think she knows that it happens. She believes Dawn and, um, you know, silently is sending, you know, her messages of support because, I mean, we've seen, she actually tweeted after the arrest, she said something about how there were women protest. I think there were women protesting about maybe the Kavanaugh stuff. Um, and she, she, she commented on on Twitter. So it was like sort of a silent message saying like, believe women. Right. I yeah, saw what was that. that about? Something about, <laughs> and something about, something about like in Char- the streets of Charleston, she's even seen people like, protesting against misogyny and sexual abuse or something like that with regards to judge Kavanaugh. Right. And I um, think that was a silent message yeah. for victims and for, yeah, Believe I, I women. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that she's so close with Dawn. That is just such a heartbreaking story. And for someone, and I get like people on reality TV aren't vetted the way <laughs> that, um, you know, you're vetted if you have to be a school teacher or anything else. But my gosh, it sounds like he has had a history of some violence against women. And he, you know, was in prison before for cocaine charges. So he does have a history of substance use. And I don't know how, I mean, this is not good. And it looks like the entire cast has turned against him. And it sounds like he's still with Ashley um, Jacobs. Jacobs. She, yeah, it sounds like they're still together. She had broken up with him at one point, and she was with, um, she was dating someone new, and then that just kind of disappeared. You know, she just went back to Thomas at some point. I haven't had any, you know, I haven't been in, I mean, at one point, a a long while back, I was in touch with Ashley Jacobs because I'd written a post that was not pro her at all, but was saying, like, people are going way too far with bashing her. This is, like, a while ago. I said, like, people are going way too far with bashing her. Yeah. But, like, there's a line to draw. Like, I thought she was despicable on the show, and I even told her this when she got in touch with me. I thought she was despicable on the show, but, you know, think that there's a line to draw with, like, like, I even see with Emily from, from the OC. Like, people are going on her Instagram and writing, like, fat-shaming comments. It's horrible. So I think there's, like, a line where you to draw where, like, you don't go on these people's pages and say, like, really despicable, horrible, slut-shamey, body-shamey things. Like, so that's what I was trying to say with Ashley. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Exactly, and I was so surprised when she reached out to me in response to that post, and I wanted to hear her side of things. And, you know, I think she really regrets a lot of her behavior last season, but I have completely lost touch with her since uh, she's been back with Thomas. I really have no idea what's going on there. I'm very confused by the whole thing. Yeah, she did have an opportunity to really apologize for her behavior on the reunion, and she didn't. And... Oh, it didn't sit well with me. So I'd be happy not ever seeing her on my television screen again. Patricia just tweeted, um, like someone asked if she's going to be back. Yeah. Patricia's like, well, considering that nobody wants to film with her, uh, that would be impossible. And, you know, I mean, I've seen Haymaker do some shady things before. So, you know, maybe they could film some, like, soliloquies. You never know. As, um, as Patricia put it with her. But, um, but I don't, I really, I mean, there's no point in bringing her back now. He's he's not going to be on the show. So why, you know, if Thomas is not going to be on, what reason would she have to be on? Right. So 
other controversies going on in the Bravo sphere is also Ashley Darby from uh, Real Housewives yes. of Potomac. Her husband, Michael, was, I think, charged with sexual Yeah, battery? he grabbed the cameraman. But, I mean, like, so that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I hate when people, I hate when fans are proved right because fans, you know, and especially fans speculating about sexuality. But people have been, spe- people have been speculating yeah. about his sexuality for a while. And, you know, the story is that he, he grabbed a male cameraman, you know, by the butt. But and then yeah, winked at him. Uh, you know something mm-hmm. something was going on there, and she is apparently standing by her man and saying like you know step back from what you read. He's not been you know, like I, I think she's yeah she said like don't believe this. Not really true. Um, and it really has nothing to do with whether or not he's gay or bisexual. It's that he's violating someone's yeah, personal exactly. space and doing it without consent and. That is is where the line is drawn, and that is what it should be about. It should have nothing to do with the fact that it was a male cameraman. If it was a female cameraman, same thing. Right, it's just exactly. not okay. Yeah, and I shouldn't have even brought it up that way. What, what I meant is that, like, maybe he's... No, no, it's just that's how it's being portrayed publicly. Maybe he's in this, like, stifling marriage where he feels like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know what the real situation is. People have speculated about this before, like, what type of arrangement is this? So... Um, um, I think that's why it's coming up. It's a very bizarre yeah. marriage. It just doesn't... He doesn't seem to be very kind to his wife. He doesn't seem to be very nice. He likes to control her. He yells. He seems to have a temper. He says bad things about her mother, who definitely has issues, but it's not really his place to comment on her mom. It, oh, Something about him just really rubs me the wrong way. Any other big news from the Bravo sphere? I think there's one other big scandal that everyone seems to be glossing over, but it did make its way to the LA Times, which is Mauricio, Kyle Richards' husband, is being sued for a shady real estate deal. I mean, it seems like it's a really bad situation. I don't know if this is something that can be rectified. Um, I did see somebody tweet that, like, Mauricio is in more trouble than meets the eye. Um, And it's one of those, like... Yeah, a lot of people have said that. I think he violated a lot of rules, if if this is true. So he was trying to, to flip, like, a big mansion in Malibu that was owned by the son of a certain country. Potentially Guinea. Equatorial Guinea. And that he, like, sold it for less than it was worth or flipped it. And something's very, very off. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the real estate world. And I don't understand all these laws that he seemed yeah. to have. What I have heard is that there's something unethical, you know, with this particular business dealing. He flipped, he, like, uh, you know, he, he you know, made a bid for this house or whatever it was and quickly flipped it. And it was a very, like, it was you know, done in a very shady way. And he apparently, I mean, there's a, okay, there's an account which your, your listeners should follow. Um, uh, her name on Twitter is Zendaya, Zendaya's shoe, shoe rules or Zendaya's shoes rule. I think that's where I heard about all this to begin with. She, so she's the one who, so in real life, I think what she, she's very connected to what's going on because she works in this, the entertainment sphere. Um, so her tea is actually usually pretty, good and pretty accurate and she hears things a lot of times before the rest of us do 
So she had said that he's in a lot more trouble than you thought. I mean, and this was before the, the LA Times piece hit. So um, he's... Right. I'm wondering if we're going to see any of this on the coming season. I doubt it. What I didn't realize is the house that's at the center of this dispute was actually the one that they showcased in the show and they held a great Gatsby theme party oh, that was at. The house? That's the house the, the house Maria. Yes. Oh wow. Flipped. And so it was actually in the show. It wasn't just something he was doing on the side with the agency. They said, Hey, before he flips it, let's throw this grand party because it feels like excess and alcohol and money flowing and of course they all got to wear flapper dresses because they have to do that at least twice every season god forbid they come up with a new decade era See, for you know a party what? i'm gonna actually find out i wish i had found this out beforehand but i'm gonna actually ask somebody i know is connected to the producers you know what their thoughts are on this because that is then the show comes in you know to the story too so that's very interesting that, I mean, they have footage of everyone at this house that's at the center of the dispute. So hopefully they do show it. I, I want to see. I'm excited for the new season. I am too because there's a lot that's been going on. I mean, Dorit, you know, PK and Dorit yeah. were called out for the money that they owe. Um, this whole thing came up in the news. Lisa Vanderpump yeah. is just apparently not, she's refusing to film with yeah, the other so castmates. Yeah, I have some theories about that too. Ooh, let's hear your theories. Lisa Vanderpump seems to be on the outs with everyone. Um, she was supposed to show up to a photo shoot for you know to promote the season, and she like was refusing to come. And they said, you know, we'll have to like transpose her image afterwards. Like we'll have to like like. And they even um, Lisa Rena even spoke about it on Instagram. She's like, someone's not here. Yeah, it was like an Instagram live shot with her yeah, and she's like, Erica Jane. Not here, who is it? And you know, we're gonna have to. Her picture's gonna have to be like, you know, um, they're gonna have to use like technology to like merge her picture in, her separate picture in with the rest of the cast. And I think that might actually happen. I think that she's pissed off at this cast for some reason. Um, I have a feeling that okay. So one of the one of the things that I think she's really pissed about is that Dorit had. Um, picked up a dog from her from Vanderpump Dogs. And oh yeah. That's been on this yeah, podcast okay, so. before. Yeah. She adopted a dog, said that the dog bit her child and was too embarrassed to return the dog to Vanderpump Dogs. So she returned the dog to a different dog right. shelter or had a friend do it. And then because it was right. microchipped to Vanderpump Dogs, it got returned yeah. to Vanderpump Dogs. Yes. Yeah, so um Exactly. So that, um, I think she's pissed off about, like, that is so unforgivable, Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump's eyes. I mean, it's like cr- real cruelty to animals in, in her book. And she is, I'm sure she's pissed off at Dorit. I don't even think that's a, for, that's really an unforgivable offense for her. So I have a feeling that she's really mm-hmm. on the outs with Dorit over that. Um, I mean, there are probably other things, but I think that was like the last straw for her. Um, you know, to her... Dogs are like babies, you know? This is like abandoning a baby, so... Yeah, well, and the unforgivable part is that she didn't return it back to Vanderpump Dog so that Lisa and her team could find an appropriate home. She put it at a shelter that likely does... has a kill shelter, so... 
you know, Vanderpump Dogs doesn't do that and they microchip their dogs and they want to make sure that if those dogs ever get lost or brought somewhere that they are returned to Vanderpump so that they can get good homes. And so why would she, and being embarrassed about not being able to care for an animal is not a reason to return the dog to a place where it's not safe. And so that alone is so, I mean, you know, you spoke to James Mercer and he's so passionate about children of adoption. Um, You know, and Lisa Vanderpump, this is like her, to her, she's just passionate about animals. Uh, I mean, she's she's passionate about adoption also. She, She adopted Max. But I mean, animals are really, right now, her thing. And I think, um, by the other women still supporting Doreen and still, you know, hanging out with Doreen, I think she's probably pissed that they're not seeing eye to eye with her thoughts on this. I also think that I bet you, you know, some of the stuff with Mauricio comes up and I have a feeling like Lisa Vanderpump is not afraid to get, you know, to get herself dirty and, you know, get in the muck and discuss those, those types of things. So I have a feeling those other right. things do come up and that, you know, that there's tension between her and Kyle now. Um, but I think the Dorit thing is probably the biggest thing um, right now, and um, and she's just pissed off because you know the other women are not seeing things through her eyes. That's my that's my theory, yeah. I and mean, there may be so much more, but we'll we'll find out you know next month. We shall find out. Do you know when it no, starts? No, I don't know. I just saw. Um, that uh, like Erica and Dorit posted, and I think Lisa Rinna, they posted photos from Boy George concert. Um, so of course, you know, Dorit was the connection. Yes. There, but Dorit brought Erica, Lisa Rinna, Teddy Mellencamp, um, and there was no sign of, oh, and Kyle. And Camille. And Camille, Kyle, Camille. I think. Oh, there's, and, so there's another, and Kyle. another controversy I'm going to bring up in a minute. But um, so she brought Camille and Kyle, exactly all of them. The only people that weren't there were Denise Richards and Lisa Vanderpump. And I have a feeling, you know, that it, Lisa Vanderpump wasn't there because she's not hanging out with them at all. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Denise was doing her own thing and I don't, it was unrelated, but I just have a feeling that like, it's just, and she did a recent interview where she said something like, you know, all good things come to an end and kind of hinting that, you know, this might, she, be, her this might be her exactly. last season she did a, with Hollywood life yeah, interview. I, I can see that. Yeah. She said something like when it's time to walk away, you know, and she's already away. so busy in Vanderbilt. Vanderpump Rules, and I'm sure they could have a spin-off show about Tom yeah. Tom if they wanted. And she can be an executive producer and edit herself to look wonderful. I have a feeling this is going to be her last season because she really doesn't want to be with these women anymore. Mm-hmm. And that she will continue on with Vanderpump Rules for a while. Yeah, so what was the additional? Was it Camille? Something about yeah, Camille Grammer? Yeah, did you what, what Camille was tweeting? Okay. Yeah, no, so, what was uh, she tweeting? I actually got into it with her. Uh, so Camille, Camille was tweeting about the Kavanaugh um, hearing and she was saying like she oh, was no. just, you know how how could someone's account from 30 years ago you know how, why haven't you rely on that and she was just on the wrong side of things you know politically like just saying like how do we trust this you know dr ford person um you know you can go see her tweets you can see exactly what she was saying but i oh I dear tweeted her and said um you know imagine how think about how embarrassing it is now to come forward and talk about being sexually assaulted and multiply that by 30 for 30 years ago. And think about how, how, how difficult it was to come forward 30 years ago for sexual assault. And she actually liked my tweet. So um, I think she's kind of like, and I saw she was sort of regretting getting into it online because so many people lashed out at her. And I saw like lots of, lots of housewives commentators 
writing like, oh, I really liked Camille, and now Camille is canceled, you know? And people were just really down on her. Yeah, well, it's just, it's it's tough to hear anyone question someone else's personal yeah. story like that. You know, even if you uh, feel different politically, this story that she's telling, just, you know, you don't need to comment on it. You know, I think Camille could have avoided, I think, you know, she didn't realize how unwelcome her views were going to be. And, you know, I, I think that she just, like, it's such a heated topic right now. It is. It's just better not to comment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot It's a lot better not to comment. And you mentioned um, earlier when we were talking that Cameron from Southern Charm also stepped in it, unfortunately, um, by tweeting something that was yes. truthful or putting yeah. it on no, Instagram, I, like, I think. She put an Instagram post up early this morning with a Band-Aid and, you know, a selfie. For, a selfie. Um, and she had just gone and gotten the flu shot. So she posted something about, you know, I just went to get the flu shot. It's really easy to do. You know, she had just come out of a CVS and done it. She's like, it's really easy to do. Just went to my local CVS. You know, she's kind of giving props to her CVS and saying, like, you know, it's a good yeah. thing to do and you should do it to protect yourself. Get the flu yeah, shot. And she had so many <laughs> anti-vaxxers write on her Instagram, um, you know, right in the comment section and say, like, you know, how can you be promoting vaccines? So many anti-vaxxers, like the people who are just completely in the wrong. They're just conspiracy yeah, theorists. Yeah, and so she removed her post and then you know. put up a, an apology saying, like, I've said I'm going to stay away from politics on social media, and I said I'm going to stay away from religion. Now I'm going to stay away from the topic of vaccinations. Which is so sad because it's not political. It's, it's just get the flu shot. If people don't want to get a flu shot, they don't have to get a flu shot. They don't need to write nasty comments on people's Instagrams. So should we do a quick recap of The Real Housewives of OC and oh, then sure. Dallas? I would love to get your thoughts, especially on the OC, because there is, it's interesting, these, these new women, um, Gina and Emily. So I feel like they're running out of some stuff because they are spending so much airtime on Vicky and Steve on a motorcycle while she's screaming. And, I mean, the only real thing that happened in this episode was Shannon's QVC frozen healthy food line was launched, and all the women were either there or watching it at a party. And it was just, and and then, of course, there's Gina's divorce, which I would love to get your thoughts on. I think there's probably a reason why she's getting divorced, but she probably doesn't want to share it. Right. I think she's in more pain than she... Right. So, so everyone's perplexed. Like, Yes. She is yeah, hiding her pain. I'm saying, you know, why isn't... Why is Gina getting divorced? She seems to... You know, they get along great. They apparently still have sexual chemistry. They... You know, I don't... I mean, the way she describes it, like, they, they're apart a lot um, because of his work, and they kind of drifted apart. But I have a feel... I mean, I have a theory that, like, she had... They had... The, they had come to the decision that they were going to divorce before she started filming this show, and that she started it all out off camera, and now is is bringing it, you know, up as part of her storyline. But I think she's so composed because she's already dealt with the emotion. That's what I think is going on. Oh, that makes a lot That's my of theory. sense. I mean, people have said like, you know, maybe he's gay, and I, like people coming up with all these different things, and it's, you know, or he's ha- having an affair, and that's why they're they're getting divorced. I think that could be, or they really. 
maybe just really, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's making a mistake and they, they, they have, they could really go to counseling and, and get things back on track. I don't know, but I think she, whatever it is, I think she dealt with things off camera and is now, um, you know, re, like bringing it into her storyline. I think she already decided to divorce him beforehand. That's what I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So she did something today or in the this week's episode that I found to be suspect. Now, she ordered a hot water with lemon. I don't trust people that do that when they're not sick. And then <laughs> Shannon Bedore did the same thing in Philadelphia. I was like, what is, just order That's so tea. funny. Well, I don't know if I'm so suspicious about that because when I... I'm not suspicious. I just think it's weird. I, I actually, a doctor once told me to do that. I was recovering from a surgery and um, and I just like couldn't really eat and drink. And my doctor said to, it's like, well, you know, you know, it's a good thing to have like hot water, just hot water. Like if you're not moving have tea, just have some like, you know, you can cool it down, but have some like warm water. So I actually got into drinking hot water. I don't think it's so suspicious. It may be an OC trend of some sort. I think it's just people that don't want to gain any weight, so they, they don't order a drink that has calories. Right. But just, it come on, weird. it's weird. I don't know. That's just my thing. So I'm from New York, and I just, the way they eat and drink on this show is so different. Like, I was telling my kids, I'm like, there's something about fish tacos in that area, because they always everywhere they go, there's a fish taco of some sort. And we don't have that on the yeah. menus anywhere here, so I know it's a big thing on the OC. I mean, they just do things very differently out there. There's a lot of plastic surgery. There's like, I remember talking to someone in the OC, and I said, I never had Botox. And I'm 44 years old, so I said, I've never had Botox. I've never done anything. And they were like, what? You're not serious. You can't. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't know. Apparently there, it's just like a given. You're 30 and you're, yeah. It's just a given. I have not done anything yet. It's so (laughs) funny. Well, Gina and Vicky end up getting lunch because, you know, Vicky does feel bad for making Gina cry at her house in the previous episode for just pushing so hard against the divorce. Um, And she still says things that I just, how does she believe herself? She says, back in the day, marriage was respected. Now people change partners like they change shoes. The truth is, actually, it's her generation that did not respect marriage. She had been divorced twice, I believe. And today, actual millennials are bringing marriage back. They're getting married later, and they're finding the right partner. I thought she was saying the problem was with her generation. Because she said, like, you know, it's a, you know, Brianna said, like, she did say oh. something about that. Um, well, I mean, Vicky's messed up anyway. And the whole, you know, conversation about believing in God. <laughs> you don't believe in God? So I hope she believes. I mean, please, Vicky. Vicky you have no moral Vicky, compass. Look at your life and the things that you've done. Like, uh, believing in, I mean, if Gina's a good person, I'm sure God will, will say, you know, according, you know, if, it's, if it goes the way Vicky is, is claiming it goes, you know, in heaven, I'm sure God will say, like, well, she was a good person. She did X, Y, and Z, you know. I mean, I don't think it's going to... That whole thing was so crazy, but it she did unpack a bit about how Gina is so naive about divorce. So despite having started the process, she doesn't seem to understand the consequences of it, other than the fact that she won't be right. married anymore. So, you know, she's like, you have to have some sort of income. You know, you you can't just live off him. And then what about your health insurance? I mean, your kids can be on Matt's health insurance, but what about you? And she didn't realize that she had to get her own health insurance. 
Yeah, I think she is naive about it. I mean, there are, I think, okay, so with all of Vicky, I think the, the ladies are being very judgmental and, like, that's part of their job as Real Housewives. Like, they have to meddle in each other's lives. Producers ask them questions about the other one. So so that's part of, like, the show, you know, it's breaking the fourth wall here. But I think that Gina also is naive about um, divorce. Like, she just thinks, like, you know, in some ways, I think she's like, okay, I'm not in love anymore. We're not in love with each other anymore. This is not optimal. I could, you know, I'll be able to find somebody else. You know, life will get better. But she's not really fully considering how a lot of things get worse, like after you get divorced. Um, so I think that's the point that these ladies are making. And I think there's yeah. some validity to that point. Um, at the same time, they're also like, work on it, you know, even though like she's clearly not into her marriage anymore. So like, you know, I think there's, I think that there's some validity to what they're saying, but also like, it's her decision to make. Yeah, it's totally, it's just very odd how they're treating her, but they would have nothing else on the show if they weren't arguing about this stupid divorce. I mean, it is so boring. I'm watching Shannon try and sell food on QVC. I mean, Shannon's cute and all, but like, come on. That could have been two minutes. It it wouldn't have even been a storyline on New York. It's just, they've gotten boring. Emily spoke about like her fertility struggles last time. And she was thinking, now she's thinking about having another baby. Um, You know, I think that that's, there's a storyline there, but I don't know that everybody's interested in it. No one's interested in it. But I I like Emily. I'm just tired of watching the kids on TV, like all the young kids. It's different when the kids are older and they're able to have a conversation. Because they're focusing a lot on the the new kids on New Jersey that's in the season that's ahead. So you're going to see more spoiled, obnoxious kids. You know, we're seeing Brandy's now. Well, and even when they're not spoiled and obnoxious, I just, that's not what I want to watch when I'm sitting down enjoying housewives. And so on Dallas this week, they had this painting party where you brought your dog and your kids and both you and your kids painted a picture of your dog. And it was like, the kids are cute. They're well-behaved mostly. I mean, they're like normal kids. Well, yeah, they were kind of having meltdowns, but they're also dealing with the a new baby coming into their house and their whole routine being disrupted and their dad being gone for business a lot. So there's probably a lot of reasons they're acting out. But I just don't want to watch that. I would rather watch the women. For me, it makes it more relatable because I have four kids. So I'm a little biased. And I like seeing Emily. Yeah. I like Emily. Oh, you know, when this, this week she was like, oh, no, did you poop all over? Like, I like that because it's like relatable. <laughs> Well, Emily's kids are really cute. Gina's kids are terrifying. But it's it's also just, I have this weird thing that, and I, it's a little bit judgmental, but so I have a good friend um, who is a high school guidance counselor or a middle Mm -hmm. school guidance counselor. And something that they've realized now is that kids who are in middle school grew up with their parents posting every phase of their life on Facebook without their consent. So you're dealing with the fact that these people are acting as if children are extension of themselves and not individuals. And while they are young, one day they will grow up and they will have opinions and maybe they weren't happy that they were on a TV show. My kids will say like, it's true because my kids will say like, don't take a picture, mom. I don't want you to post it on, you know, Instagram or Facebook. Um, So there is that 
you know, they may grow up and really resent. And we're seeing Brianna now. She doesn't seem to resent Vicky for, like, basically thrusting her into the spotlight. But um, she hasn't been on this season. So that may be telling. Um, but I bet her husband doesn't yeah. want her to be on. I think he hates yeah, Vicky. Well, I, yeah, from, and he wanted to move the, his family as far away from that nonsense right. as possible. So I think he's staying out of the spotlight now. But, yeah, like, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up. I don't know. These kids really don't really have a choice because they're going along with what their parents want. Exactly. And and I probably shouldn't judge the parents because I'm not a parent and I don't really understand what goes into this. But I do think that it does cause some long-term consequences that people don't think about when they're posting all of these pictures of their kids and like, especially in compromising situations, like running around in their underwear, and then that could later be brought up, and they could be made fun of at middle school, like, hey, I found a picture on your mom's Facebook of you naked in the bathtub, you know, when you were two. And it's it's stupid, but I just think that earlier that you can give kids, like, mm-hmm. agency and choice over that kind of stuff, and probably the better. You bring up a good better. point, because with New Jersey coming back, you know, one of the things Danielle said is that, like, her, her kids were teased, you know, because, I mean, here she is on TV with Teresa flipping the table and saying, you prostitution whore, you've been engaged 19 times. Um, yeah. And Danielle's kids were mercilessly teased to the point of she had to switch their schools and towns. Um, so, I mean, it's surprising that she, I mean, she's not a housewife, she's a friend of, but it's surprising she came back considering the havoc that it, you know, what it did to her kids. And I always wonder about Tamara Judge and her daughter that she's estranged from who said, like, the reason they're estranged is the show. So it, but at the same time, I have a dog and I, she has her own Instagram page and I take pictures of her without her consent. And so, like, I know a dog isn't a baby, but if I had a baby, maybe I would want to do the same thing. You know, it's a lot easier when you're not a parent to cast judgment. But I always wonder, like, where is the line for, like, showing a little bit about your kids and it being a little too intrusive into their lives? I mean, but this with Dallas, it was more just annoying. Like, I didn't want to see the kids running around. I wanted to see what was going on between Leanne and Deandra. And we did not get enough of that. That is so insane, by the way. I mean, I feel like Deandra's, like, trying to give this tough love to Leanne, and that's where it backfired. Like, you know, like, they're not, Leanne's not seeing Deandra in the way Deandra wanted her. Like, Deandra wanted to, quote, unquote, help her, but but she's very abrasive with the way she's, she's done it with Leanne. She is, and she's very unkind in how she handles her disputes with Leanne. And she's totally right to be upset about Leanne making the comment about the checking account. Um, But she could also say, you know what, I'm really hurt right now and frustrated and I just need a little space and like, give me a little space instead of just ignoring her, you know, know, are you sure that Rick is um, faithful to you? You know, the way she turned around and spoke about Leanne's fiance it was rich, right? Rich. After, yeah, and after Rich was consoling Leanne about being like, stick it out, you guys can be friends, you've been friends forever, you know, and then for her to say those things about Rich, sometimes you just need to keep your opinions about your friend's partners to yourself. If they are happy, then you yeah, should so be happy. Always, you know, again, breaking the fourth wall, there's always that element of like, well, they know they're on TV and they want to be, that's, there's that whole concept of like wanting to be authentic and show the audience what really would happen. Um, but then there's that like where you draw the line 
you know, and and have some decorum because you're on television and you don't want to air your dirty laundry. So I think DeAndre's like, let me show how real I am. And DeAndre would probably say these things like behind the scenes in in a different way, but she's, she knows she's like performing. And I think that that's where the problem lies, that she aired all this on, like they're not talking, I mean, I saw them bicker back. They're not speaking right now, which is so sad. They're just like bickering on social media. Um, there was some back and forth with it's, them last night. It's sad. And it feels like also Deandra is behaving the way to Leanne that her mom behaves to her, which is being overly critical whenever something goes wrong to cut off contact and right. not speak. I mean, that's just, I don't think those are things that are healthy <laughs> behaviors. So... It's it's just, but it's not shocking to see how she's behaving because this is how her mom treats her. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because they were very good friends. And like Leanne said that she was the bridesmaid at DeAndre's wedding and she wanted to, you know, be able to reciprocate that. But now they're not really talking. And I know they're not friends, you know, since filming wraps, they're not, they're not getting along. They're not friends. They're not getting together. So it's it's a shame. I think like I think a lot of it had to do with like they're on a show and they feel, you know, again, that whole thing of that need to perform, that need to let's air this all out the way we were we would, you know, with an with like an extra intensity because you're on camera. Um and I think that, that really right. you know, doing the show together probably ruined their friendship. Yeah. And it I mean it almost ruined Brandy Stephanie. and um Stephanie's where last season there was like they weren't speaking for a few months because of something Stephanie said that she didn't realize even upset Brandy in a blog or in an interview or something. It was like rewatching Brandy's marriage back. It was like tough to watch. And Brandy was so hurt by that comment, but she didn't really voice that to Stephanie and then wasn't speaking to Stephanie and but they worked it out and I I'm so happy they're friends I think they're lovely lovely people and really truly good friends who at the end of the day could walk away from the show whereas I feel like Deandra and Leanne like live for this show it is everything to them and the others seem to have a little bit more going on in their lives besides just the show I'm just confused I mean now I I mean I don't know what the situation is with Brandon's marriage but they have like they've totally scaled back on showing Brian. So, um, and like, we don't see the two of them together. So I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, I don't even remember like it being so tense between them or. I think it was season one, which I actually never saw. Yeah. It was season one. No wonder. I don't know what they're talking about, (laughs) but yeah, they haven't showed him much this season. So, you know, it was interesting. There was a interesting interview with Cameron where she said the reason that there hasn't been like a lot of divorce and they're all like married or with partners on the show is that they actually put their families first before the show. And if something's going to really affect their family. Right. So maybe she decided not to expose her husband to the show. And that's why we don't see Brian on so much. Yeah, Maybe. Um, but it's it's just interesting that she said that like at the end of the day like they really care about their their marriages and their this stuff. Whereas I feel like a lot of the other housewives come on when they know their marriage is in shambles as something else that they right. can do to get additional income, to make new friends, to put themselves out there again, to get them out of a slump that they're in. 
so that's why I feel like there's there's a lot of marriages that are shaky that start, but it seems like they're all really solid yeah. on Dallas. They're all married, you know? I think. They? Yeah, they're all and married. They're, except for Leanne, right. and you know she's being harassed about when are you getting married. It's like okay, like let her right. handle right. this. Then again, what would what would Deandra's storyline be if she wasn't feuding with? I mean, her 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 business with her mother, but. She did, it's yeah, her exactly. all her mom and her right. issues with her mom and in the business, which was what it was last year. So it's like a rehashing of the same thing. I think the interesting thing is that she's now friends with Brandy. And I think it'll be just interesting to see how that goes, because it was really childish of Leanne to not. I don't know. Just just let. Deandra be friends with who she wants to be friends with. I enjoy Cameron, but so many people say, oh, I can't stand Cameron. Like, someone actually texted me the other day saying, I can't stand Cameron on Dallas. And I was like, why not? Like, I feel like they all, they all, like, they're just a mix of different types of people. And I feel like they all, like, that mix is what makes this show good. I think Cameron's hilarious. Like, she just reminds me of, every time I see a scene with her, just, I feel like, you know, it's Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde, you know? And it's just fun. Right. But it's like, is she playing a character? That's what I want to know. Because I don't know if that person can be real. I think that's really her. I I mean, I just, I enjoy her. (laughs) I just couldn't take it seriously. But it seems like she does have a good heart. comedic relief. I I enjoy, like, what she's wearing, looking at her, hearing from her. She just reminds me of a character. And I don't mind that on my reality shows. Yeah. I think Brandy and Stephanie are really funny. They make me laugh when they get together and do pranks or just joke around. That is my favorite to watch. And I like seeing Deandra let loose this season a bit more. These women get very, I mean, of all casts, I think they're the ones that really are not able to shake things off, though. They get so upset about things, things that are said to about the other in the interviews. I mean, I had heard before the season started, um, Brandy sent me a direct message because I had done an interview with um, Leanne for the Huffington Post. And she was like, when did, when did yeah. Leanne do that interview with you? And I was like, uh-oh, I had a feeling she was upset about something. And Leanne had said, um, had like referred to Brandy as being a scorpion that bit her, like she trusted her. And then she sort of like, you know, bit her in the ass after trusting her. Um, so, you know, when did she, she's like, when did you do that interview? And I'm like, right after the season ended. And she's like, okay, I was, I was really hurt by what Leanne said. Um, and so I was surprised to hear from Brandy, like, I was surprised she sent me a message. Um, but I feel like, you know, I saw at the beginning of the season, she was upset about it, about a podcast interview. So, um, you know, I feel like they're the cast that gets the most upset about the things that are said to the press. More so than any other cast, you know, they're yeah. like more oh, more sensitive to these right. things than any other cast. Maybe it's because they haven't ever been exposed to the press before, whereas a lot of the women that live in Beverly Hills are like actually famous right. for and other it's a things, newer franchise. like Erica Girardi and Lisa Rinna. They can kind of let things yeah. go and, a I bit mean, more. Dallas is a relatively newer franchise, so that could be. I mean, it was that that woman Candace right. from um, from Real Housewives of Potomac like started lashing out at people on Twitter. And like, I know Bravo does not like that. Bravo PR. They, you know, that's not a tactic they approve of. Lashing out at castmates or at other, at fans. Oh, wow. Um, So like fans would say something to her, like nasty things to her. And she would tweet back like the net, like she would make fun of their looks and their profile. Like she was awful. She was like a PR nightmare. And check out her Twitter. (laughs) And I think it's because like the newer housewives don't know how to handle, you know, you're not supposed to, the like when, a, when, a, when, a, when a fan writes something shady about you on the show, you're supposed to be able to like 
Leanne always has a good reaction, actually. You're supposed to sort of like be able to laugh at yourself or maybe just defend yourself, but not in a way where you're attacking the other person. But she'll go in, like if I were to say something to her, she'd probably like make fun of my hair or something. Like she is giving it right back. Yeah. She's giving yeah. She, it's, it's cutting a little too deep for her. She's not able to see that. Um, well, I'm sure Leanne is of the idea that all yeah. press is good press. So she would take it all. Well, Leanne you know? has a good way of like joking and making fun of herself. And Candace has, has been unable to do that. Go check out her Twitter afterwards. You'll see what I'm talking about. She like insults. She insulted this one guy, um, Randy Haas, um, is like a, he comments on a lot of Bravo stuff, and he had a picture of him holding his niece, and she went in and said something like, you're, you're holding that Chucky doll, like something horrible, I mean, it's a cute baby, and she goes and insults the baby he's holding, like, what kind of a person does that, you know? And a her new person. husband, I don't know his name, but... Um, the guy, Chris, I think? Yes, Chris. He defended her, and he was also lashing out at Sam. But that's not. Oh, he what... seems like he could have. An... She has anger issues, like how yeah. she, in they, when they fought, and she took off her engagement ring. I was like, that is not how you fight. You do not go to that extreme. Yeah, so they are really going to the extreme with people on social media. And believe well, me, you know, Bravo it just PR translates from their own relationships. Right. I mean, Erica Jane. You think she's going to lash out at every hater? No. She's going to say zero. She doesn't have time for that. Exactly. Um, and it's not the tactic that the, the PR team wants. And I know that actually people people were writing to the Bravo PR department to say, this is nasty. Look what she's doing. Um, and yeah. it's a real, I hope she gets it together because if she's coming back next season, I have no idea if she's back next season, but if she's back next season, she's got to buckle up and be able to handle the criticisms, you know? Yeah. She seems someone that like wants groupies and not friends. Right. So, like, she can't handle some like a reciprocal relationship. She needs people to kiss her ass a little bit, tell her how great of a singer she is, and you know, it's like, okay, look, I get you're a pageant girl. I think there are a couple other pageant women on the Housewives, and you just that you're no longer a pageant person. So get up and move on. And you know, some people will like you, some people won't like you, and don't waste your time. You know, it's funny because I was dealing with my um, my 12-year-old sort of, sort of turning into like a premature teenager. He's, he has like a teenage attitude and he's been a little nasty. So my sister said, you know, so I was talking to my sister and I said, I hate when he insults me. And she's like, well, you just got to be like Kenya Moore and say, I'm gone with the wind fabulous. And she's like, I can't believe <laughs> and my sister's like, I can't believe I'm referring to a housewife now. But now when he says those I'm things. dealing with your children. Yeah, it was just so funny. And, but it's true. Like, you, you know. Kenya has a good way of dealing with the haters. So one thing I really respect, and I wrote this about Leanne, one thing about I respect about Leanne is she knows how to engage with her fans. And I think this is very important. Yes. It's a very important part of being a housewife and having the staying power and being beloved by, like, the Bravo family. It's how you handle your fans. Jeff Lewis always says that, like, if a fan stops him, he always, he never ignores that. He never, like, will say no to a picture, you know, because it, the fans are who made you. And so it, it'll be yeah. interesting to see... You know, with these with the Dallas ladies, I think they're doing a great job. Um, and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Potomac does, um, you know, now that there's this cast member who's who's just doing horribly with that. But I think that, that you know, how you deal with your fans and how you interact and, you know, and going on, on Watch What Happens Live, like that all helps your, um, your standing. So Yeah, and you can spill a little tea on Watch What Happens Live, but you don't need to go like full throttle. Yeah, exactly. And, and people, it's a fine line and some people don't know how to walk it. 
think Margaret Josephs also does a great job with that because she engages with people. On, you know, people who tweet at her, she has like a funny, she'll have a funny remark, and she doesn't take things to heart. You know, um, right. So it should be. I'm looking forward to Jersey. If you're going to be in the public eye, you can't. Right. Absolutely. You just you can't for your own self preservation. Yeah, and I think you know those those are the these are the housewives that I look forward to seeing the ones who are able to like laugh at themselves and joke around. And I think the Dallas ladies like took a while to warm up to it, but you know Leanne is doing. But they're great. getting there. Yeah, I think no one does it better than Lisa Rinna. Right, she owns it. <laughs> she owns it, and she laughs at herself, and yeah. And I think that's the key to being a great housewife. I think, you know, Lisa Vanderpump might be maybe sick of laughing at it. Like she may be like irritated with her castmates. Um, But, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I can always like predict who, who who has a staying power in a franchise. The ones that blow up and, you know, have like tempers of Trumpian proportions, they never seem to do well. So except for Dorinda. Well, she doesn't lash out at fans though. You know, she doesn't. Oh, not at fans. You're right. right. Well, You're the right. are like lashed out on the show. No, if they lash out on the show, that's fine. But I think you but know, if you she lash handles, out at right, she handles mm-hmm. herself in social media. She handles herself in interviews, and I think that's what it really counts. Yes, totally. Well, thank you so much for being here this week and for sharing all of the knowledge that you have on what's going on <laughs> with all these Bravo celebrities. So um, will you remind everyone where they can get the scoop from you online? So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Shira Weiss, and I have a website, Shira's Got the Scoop. I haven't written in a bit because um, the Jewish holidays were actually really crazy, and, you know, they just recently wrapped up. And I was with... Oh, uh, I feel you. <laughs> it's yeah, like every week is a new holiday. <laughs> exactly. So there, I've got to get back to writing some things. But um, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot to cover right now. So that's your scoop. Well, thank you so much for being on. And we will definitely have you on again. You have the best scoop. I'm looking forward. I can't wait. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.